from east to west eastern philosophy meets western psychology to enhance our well-being you're listening to psychologically speaking a podcast for anyone interested in understanding how psychology applies to everyday life welcome i'm your host dawn brinkley and whether you're a student an educator or a lifelong learner I think you'll find this weekly podcast to be educational as well as entertaining. I'm so excited you're hanging out with me today. Hello everyone. I'm thrilled to be bringing you this week's episode on integrating Eastern philosophy and Western psychology. I recently started practicing yoga, and you cannot imagine my excitement as I began to realize how much the philosophy of yoga overlaps with the field of psychology. I am all about holistic and natural healing and the belief that our bodies were designed to heal themselves. We just need to learn to tap into that power. So my yoga journey has definitely been an awakening for me, to say the least, and I wanted to share some of what I've learned with you today. But first, as a psychologist and psychology enthusiast, it's my job to dispel some of the myths people often have about psychology. As a true psychology nerd, I am defending my favorite subject matter against all false claims. Today's psychology myth or science topic, people need to satisfy basic needs, such as securing food and shelter, before they can even begin to think about achieving higher needs, like creative expression. What do you think? Is this a psychology myth, or something that has been supported by scientific evidence? You'll have to stick around to find out. Now let's dive into this week's episode. No worries, no stress. I'm the one that takes care of everyone else. That was my life's mantra until 2020 came in like a wrecking ball and the world stopped in the wake of a pandemic. Suddenly, I found myself stressed to the max and I typically do not stress out. I was a woman interrupted and I wasn't sure what to do. I decided to start practicing yoga and I'm so glad that I did. I am fascinated, fascinated, fascinated with the mind-body connection and the power of the mind to heal the body. I wanted to delve deeper into the philosophy of yoga and explore the many benefits yoga has to offer. Studying yoga has allowed me to also explore Eastern philosophy methods and link them to Western psychology treatments and practices for optimal well-being. Recently, I became interested in chakras, And I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly. I am not well versed in the Sanskrit language yet, and I've heard it pronounced different ways. So hopefully I am not murdering it or butchering it, but I became interested in chakras. A chakra is an energy center in the body that has energy flowing around it and through its center. As I began to read more and more about chakras, and by the way, I am so excited. I am waiting for a book to be delivered today. I have ordered a book by Judith Anodea, and 
let's see, I have the title of it right here in front of me. The title of the book is, um, uh, maybe by the end of the episode, I will have it. For, okay, sorry. The title of the book is Eastern Body, Western Mind, Psychology and the Chakra System as a Path to the Self. And I am so, so delighted that I will be, that book will be delivered to me hopefully by this afternoon and I will get to start reading it and so I can learn some more and maybe come back to you with more insight that I found on this topic. But as I began studying chakras, I realized some striking similarities between the seven main chakras and some of psychology's most prominent personality development theories, motivation or theories on motivation, such as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is the one I'll be talking about today. But before I discuss the similarities, let's briefly review the origin of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In need of a more optimistic view of human nature, Psychologists such as Abraham Maslow and Carl Rogers started a movement known as humanistic psychology. Humanistic psychologists focused on helping people reach their full potential. Humanism became popular around the late 1950s and was a welcome change from Floyd's dark views of human nature. Humanistic psychology reached its peak in the 1960s and was thought of as a blossoming of the spirit. I love that description, by the way. Maslow wrote his hierarchy of needs in 1943. He believed that we're driven by many needs. His need hierarchy is depicted as a pyramid with basic survival needs at the base and self-actualization, which is he refers to as the height of personal aspiration, is at the pinnacle of this pyramid. Interestingly, although Maslow's need hierarchy and the seven chakras are almost identical, very few European and American psychologists in the 1940s had ever heard of the word chakra, nor did they even understand what it meant. As soon as I began studying yoga and Eastern philosophy, I started making those connections between specific developmental theories, personality theories, like Maslow's need hierarchy and the seven chakras, which brought me to today's discussion. So let's discuss the integration of Maslow's hierarchy and the seven chakras. First, let me give you a disclaimer. Again, in my research, there's there's some contention in my readings. There's a slight contention between how Maslow's sections of his pyramid line up with the seven main chakras. And so there, I might not be discussing them here exactly as you might have seen them discussed, but I am going to do the best I can. I am not an expert on this topic, but I am highly, highly interested in it as a part of my own personal development and just to share with you some things that I've learned. Each level of Maslow's pyramid builds upon the previous one and basic physiological needs, needs such as food, water, warmth, and how those can give us a sense of security are at the pyramid's base. Similarly, the root chakra 
is the first chakra and is located at the base of the spine. If you've ever seen pictures of Maslow's model, you, you know that it is a, an actual pyramid. It's a picture of a pyramid with different colors and different descriptions of each level. The chakras, if you've seen a pictorial depiction of that, is typically an individual seated in the Sukhasana yoga pose or easy yoga pose with a picture up the midline of the body, different uh, flowers color in different colors, and that symbolizes each of the chakras. The root chakra symbolizes survival instincts, safety, taking nourishment from and connecting with the earth. Without the energy from this chakra, physical and emotion issues can arise. So this is the base. It's, it's our foundation of our body. It's located at the base of our spine. The second level of Maslow's pyramid is safety and security needs. As I'm going over each of these, you'll notice that they kind of each level might into or some of the levels spill over into the next level and so you might just pay close attention to that but to me as you read and study these they they tend to make sense safety and security needs are important but they're not as demanding as the physiological needs the needs that make those physical demands on our bodies the sacral chakra this is the second chakra is located just below the navel in our lower abdomen. The sacral chakra rules our attachment to others, our sexuality, and is the site of many of our emotions. The third level of Maslow's pyramid is belongingness and love needs. The fourth level is esteem needs. And Maslow's highest level of self-actualization combines the higher chakras of the throat, the brow, and the crown. There are some pictures I've seen where, in articles that I've read as well, that state Maslow's self-actualization level is the combination of the two highest chakra levels. So again, there's some contention about how Maslow's theory directly relates to the chakra theory. My intention with today's discussion is really just to bring your attention to the similarities between the um, two systems. The third chakra is the solar plex chakra. It is the energy center responsible for our confidence, personal power. It's located in your abdomen above your navel. Certain things that I've read indicate that rather than being driven by emotion or intuition or even being spiritual in nature, this chakra is about obtaining information and tapping into the fire or passion inside of us. The heart chakra, which is the fourth chakra, governs your sense of self-love, kindness, and compassion. The fourth chakra is what Maslow calls his love and belonging needs level. The fifth chakra is at the throat, at the front and the nape of the neck at the back. The throat chakra's primary role, when you think about it, it makes sense, is speech and communication. Maslow refers to this as esteem needs. These needs are the basis for our need to be accepted and 
validated. The brow chakra is the third eye and is referred to as the seat of consciousness. It's the center of intuition, foresight, and perception. When you achieve this level, you tend to experience self-compassion and compassion for others. You have a feeling of service. It's thought that as we begin to reach spiritual awareness and gain greater intuition, our third eye is strengthened. And so we become more aware of just how great and vast the universe is. The seventh and final chakra is the crown chakra. The crown chakra leads to higher levels of consciousness and is the center of completeness, harmony, trust and compassion. So we can see how Maslow's great and vast idea of self-actualization, self-realization, how that crown chakra fits with his theory. And again, Maslow's need for self-actualization is the highest level of his hierarchy of needs. It's the grouping of the higher chakras. Achieving personal growth and development throughout your life allows for self-mastery. You have the desire to help others and you have the you have a greater sense of what life is all about, of the meaning of life. Once you're self-actualized, then you're you've met your full potential as an individual. Both systems are very similar. However, Maslow's original need hierarchy had five levels. I believe three levels have since been added, and there are seven chakras. Some people who compare and contrast the two systems suggest that the chakra philosophy is more inclusive in its explanation of the mind-body connection. For example, the chakra system captures the relationship between emotional and psychological components and various body organs, and Maslow's motivation model does not do that. Also, in his model of human motivation, Maslow suggested that people are motivated to satisfy the needs at each level before even moving to the next level. So before they can become self-actualized, they have to meet the needs of those four prior levels. Although there is a hierarchy among the chakra energies, though, the Eastern philosophy doesn't dictate that someone be more advanced on a higher chakra before progressing to a lower one. Both systems do say, however, that if a problem arises in, say, another system, in other parts of the system, for example, if a problem arises in the lower four chakras, what Maslow refers to as his lower needs levels, people will experience issues related to these chakras or needs. So they might come, Freud refers to this as being like arrested in a certain, similar to being arrested in a certain state. So like your development might be arrested or you would have issues related to those areas later on in adult life. So this brings us to today's psychology myth 
or science topic. Again, I just briefly wanted to touch on those because it is, it has come to my attention as I've been studying this new thing in my life, as I've been taking advantage of the benefits that yoga has to offer. I did see an opportunity to link two areas of interest. I do plan to have a more in-depth discussion on the chakras and healing and the more detailed links in general between chakras and Western psychology. I just wanted to introduce you to this topic with today's discussion. Back to today's psychology myth or science topic. People need to satisfy basic needs such as securing food and shelter before they begin to think about achieving higher needs like creative expression. Maslow's model of motivation has generated a large body of research, especially in education and business. However, over the years, his model has been criticized on several points. First, his idea that we must satisfy needs at one level before moving to the next has not been scientifically supported. Next, Maslow's definition of self-actualization is vague and hard to operationalize. If we can't operationalize it, we can't test it. We don't know how to measure it. We, he himself, Maslow himself was even kind of, he wasn't sure of a hard, fast definition of self-actualization. So it's hard to operationalize. If, if that's the case, we cannot measure it. Finally, Maslow's initial studies were based on limited samples with questionable methods and reliability. The answer then is it's questionable and possibly a myth. Although Maslow's motivation model encourages us to focus on motivation and development in a psychologically healthy population, which was a huge contribution to the field of psychology during his time, some parts of his theory are indeed questionable. Consider this. We'll never know how the Eastern philosophy of chakras came to meet with the Western psychology ideology of Maslow's hierarchy. But we do know that we have the opportunity to meet our full potential at the intersection of East meets West. That concludes this episode of Psychologically Speaking. Be sure to visit my blog at drbemindful.com for some useful self-help tips and highlights of the podcast episodes. Thank you, friends, for continuing to listen. Send in your suggestions. I am doing my best to hold up my end of my commitment to you to get these episodes out on a weekly basis. If there's something that you're really interested in and you want to hear, please, please, please contact me. Invite a friend to listen. I welcome your suggestions and feedback at dawnb at drbemindful.com. Or you can post them using the contact me link on the blog. As always, thanks for hanging out with me today. And I hope you enjoy your long holiday weekend.